Good evening and welcome to week two of Hallowed. We had a great week last week as we started this course and tonight will hopefully be the same. To start with, we're going to hear from Portia, one of our students, who's going to share some of her experience of praying. So let's hand over to Portia and see what she's going to bring to us tonight. Good evening, everyone. Shall we pray? Holy Spirit, we thank you for yet another moment in your presence. May you use this time to revive, renew, and quicken us in our prayer life. These and many other things that we humbly ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Whenever it comes to prayer, these are the four quotations that come to mind. The first one is Hebrews 11, 6, Romans 8, 11, Luke 18, 1, 2, 8, and then James 5, 16. And I only read James 5, 16. That is the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, a village match. It didn't say the crying, the nagging, the complaining, the murmuring of a righteous man, a village match. So this is what tells us that we, we, we can keep on complaining, we can keep on crying, we can keep on murmuring and being bitter about life, but nothing will change without prayers. This tells us how significant how necessary prayer is in a believer's life i'm a living testimony of this i've lived my life without parental guidance and parental support i remember when i was very young very young it was about the age of nine or ten i felt lonely in life and I, I, I once prayed to God. It's not like I once. I prayed to God several times. And I still pray the same prayer. God, I have nobody. So today, I take you as my dad and as my mom. Would you please take care of me? And he has done what every parent, what like earthly parent, he has done more than what earthly parent could ever done for the child. I always say, that prayer is a necessity in as much as God hates false balance. We don't hide behind religion and become lazy. You reap what you sow in as much as we are doing our best in all aspects of our life. We have to give prayer a priority, like we have to prioritize our prayer life because it takes effective communication for every relationship to mature. God is not an object somewhere and just as we have emotions just as we feel loved just as we feel valued and cherished so is it is that let us create man in our own image and so i see god as myself and so if i do something for you and you don't show appreciation i feel it and so is god and that is why we must endeavor we must do our best to establish good relationship with him in prayers and in reading the scriptures and there are so many things God has done in my life. I, because of time, I might not be able to share. But there is this thing I prayed about when I was having my, my, my first degree. It took a total stranger to, to, to help me with my tertiary education, though. And so after paying my tuition fees, accommodation, and anything, I was left with 10 Ghana cities. And I realized it couldn't take me through even a week. So on the Sunday, I take I took this money to church, and 
before I took it to church, I prayed that God, this is only 10 cities, 10 Ghana cities. It's not enough to take care of me. So I'm giving it to you. I know you you multiplied the five loaves of bread and then the three fishes. May you take this money and multiply it in your own way and take care of me. And so I just went and put the money in the offering bowl. And indeed, he took care of me. There are moments my fellow brothers in the church, like my fellow brethren in the church, will be touched that today I was just touched to bless your life. And it's so amazing. I have this diary that at the end of the year, everything that I write in this diary, God does them. Like he does everything I've stated chronologically. This is the God I'm talking about. And there is one thing I also want to share about the waiting component of prayer. Whenever we pray, the responses are yes, no, or wait. There are moments you pray and they seem not answered. Is God trying to tell you no? And as parent, it's not everything that you ask, ask your child ask from you that you, you give. You have to weigh. Like, is it appropriate at this time of his life? Is it necessary? You have to judge to know it is prudent at that material moment to provide such a thing. And so is God. We, we, we've not seen God in person. We, 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 we try to know him through his word. We try to know him through the things that he has created. And human beings are perfect example of God. We are alone, another of the same kind. And so just as parents, so is he. And the waiting component of prayer, why do we grant our kids? Like when you watch Western movies, you hear parents say, you are grounded, you are not having access to this, you are not. I see the waiting moment as God shielding, protecting and preserving us from dangers we might not have even thought of. And he uses those moments to like mold us, to reshape us. God is going to take us to places in life. He needs to take away anything that will tarnish his image. And so in our waiting moment, he's still working on us till we become perfect. And I've seen God work miracles. I can talk much, but there are these favorite quotes in this movie, War Room, that I, w- I would like to state. And I state four or five. The first one is to win the fight or to win any battle, you have to, you've got to have the right strategy and the right resources because victory don't come by chance. Whatever we are yearning for, whatever we want, if we don't put in effort, if we don't pray, if we don't discipline ourselves, it will not happen by chance. And the second quote is, in order for this family, that is this church, our nuclear extended family to function, we need to communicate, and that is to pray. Nothing will ever happen if something doesn't go up. I don't know much about sciences, but I know that the 
laws of motion and then stars, the laws of gravity. If it, and and also, if if you don't pray, if you don't sow, there is no way you will reap. That is that. And God is in control. And this is what encourages us. And then the other one is, you have to plead with God to do what only he can do. And then you need to get out of the way and let him do it. And so when we pray, you have to let him do what he only can do. I believe with this little thing I've shared, it will be able to strengthen our faith in prayer. Thank you all. Great. Bless Portia. She felt so bad that she couldn't be here, but she sent that as a voice message this morning at five o'clock. So thankfully, she's been able to share with us. And I think it's important that we listen to that, just a completely different culture coming to prayer and her attitude towards prayer and how that shaped her life. Um, we had Portia in our discussion group last week, and she just looks at prayer in such a simple way. Just, just do it. Just do it. You know, pray and then get out of the way and let God do what he can do. I love that. Brilliant. So our talk tonight is going to come from Hannah. So why don't we give up for Hannah? She's going to come forward. Good evening, everyone. Um, That was amazing, wasn't it, by Posh? That was really great. Um, I'm going to be speaking about presence today. So I thought it would be a good place to start by looking up what the word presence means. So presence means being present. The part of space that is closest to us or the feeling that someone is in a place. So, there's something about talking about the presence of God and also talking about us being present when spending time with him. So, when we pray, we need and we want God's presence, but we also have to be present. It's good for us to be focused and take the time out. So, presence is power. We see that in Acts 1 verse 8. It says, you receive power when the Spirit comes on you. Wow. I love that verse. That's one of my favorite verses. It's power, power. So we also know from Romans 8 that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. That's amazing, isn't it? So if that's not close, I don't know what is. It's very close, isn't it? He dwells in us. So... I remember a while back being on an alpha table with my friend and we were talking about reading the Bible and Jordi Rogalski, shout out Jordi, said so helpfully, before reading the Bible, we should ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us through it. Now it sounds so simple, but I found it so profound in that moment and I still think about this daily as it really spoke to me. We need God's presence. Sometimes we can pray out of duty and we can read our Bible because we feel like we have to, but praying out of God's presence, we see God's heart. We feel God's emotion. We might cry. We have a heart for a people, a nation, a circumstance. We don't pray with our own head, but we pray with God's heart. It changes us, it changes our perspective. Philip Yancey says, Prayer invites me to lower defences and present the self that no other person fully knows 
to a God who already knows. <laughs> it's good that, isn't it? We can be vulnerable with God as he already knows our lives. He sees our hearts and our thoughts. That's a little bit crazy, that one, isn't it? We have intimacy with him through the spirit and it starts with our relationship with him. We are children of God. God has called us to intimacy with him. It says in 1 Corinthians 9 that God is faithful. He called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're called to be intimate with God. So what does the Bible say about who God is? And what does the Bible say about us? And how does this help us pray? Now, I'm sorry, because... All of you probably already know all of this stuff. But when we know our identity and who we are praying to, it changes when and how we pray. So it's good to be reminded of this stuff, I think. We can be ready to bat away any lies that the enemy tries to speak to us. So I'm only scratching the surface here. So who is God? We know that God is love. So we know that we are loved by God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We know that he reigns over every situation in our lives. God is faithful. He's always with us. God's ways are perfect. We know that if we are going through bad situations in our lives, we know that God is not to blame. God is the creator. We know he is so much more than we can ever imagine. And he can do so much more than we can ever comprehend. God is Jesus. Or shall we say, Jesus is God. He came as a man and he suffered. He can relate to us. He's experienced and he's not distant from us. He's came as a man. So, who are we in Christ? We are God's children. In Ephesians 2, it says that we have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. Direct. There's no messing around. We've got direct access. So, we are God's temple. God's presence in us means we are taking God with us in every place or setting that we go we are free from condemnation. We cannot be separated from the love of God. No matter what you have done or you are doing, nothing can separate us from him. Amen? Amen. Amen. We are God's workmanship. He has created you to be exactly you. And believe it or not, you didn't make any mistakes. So we can approach God with freedom and confidence. We know he is always there and we are free to speak and spend time with him. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So whatever you're going through right now, you can do it in God's strength. So I thought we'd have to put a Tim Keller quote in here. So Tim Keller says, how are we to receive God's words? They come to us in the scripture. The Bible is God's word written, and it remains God's word when we read it today. The conclusion is clear. God acts 
through his words. The word is alive and active, and therefore the way to have God dynamically active in our lives is through the Bible. If attended to with trust and faith, faith, the Bible is the way to actually hear God speaking and also meet God himself. Sorry, I'm just going to have a little bit of water. Sorry, guys. So, the more scripture we know, the more we can trust God. He is the creator of the world. That's how big God is. And that's how big God's presence is. So our prayers for problems or situations in our lives suddenly begin to feel smaller through the perspective of God. As God's spirit dwells in us, we start to see situations through God's eyes, through his presence. The first part of the Lord's Prayer, it says, Our Father. This is a prayer that teaches us how to pray And it starts with our father. We know exactly who we're talking to. We're talking to our dad. It goes on to say, your kingdom come. Where do we need God's spiritual reign in our lives today? Where do you want God's will to be done? We can approach prayer with boldness, knowing what it says in God's word. So, how can we pray through the scriptures? Like I mentioned earlier, we can sometimes feel like prayer and reading our Bible is something that we just have to do. Like ticking something off our to-do list, our routine. But we know that God's word is alive, so it's so much more than that. We can read a scripture and really seek after God's presence and see what he wants to speak to us through that specific verse or chapter, depending on how long we have to read. Now, to all the parents with young children, I really see you and God sees you. Taking time to really think and question, what is God saying to me? What does that reveal about Christ? Or it could be, what is the main promise? Or what is the command? And so on. Sometimes we can find it helpful to highlight verses or write down what a verse has spoken to us about. These things can help remind us of how God speaks and encourages us when we look back through our Bibles and our notebooks and see the journey we have been on and are still on. It's so good that, isn't it, when we can look back and see what God's been doing. The scriptures help us. There are around 650 prayers to help us learn to pray in whatever circumstance. We see in Psalms 22, David crying out to God in his suffering and rejection, questioning where God is, but in doubt, still believing that God is on the throne. Yet we see in Psalms 104, praise after praise, appreciating God through his creation, It helps us to see how big God is, not to intimidate us, but to help us see how great and how much God can do. The scriptures really do help us pray. However life is going, there is never not a right time to pray. 
So I was recently watching a Stacey Dooley documentary on BBC. I would recommend if you like that kind of thing. She went to a convent in North Yorkshire and she spent time with the nuns there. One of the practices they did was silent chores. Silent. And even silent meals. This is like every day as well. <laughs> Stacey asked why they did these jobs in silence. And they simply said it was allowed at, it was to allow God to speak and allow them to listen. Allowing God to speak in the everyday tasks of life. It really spoke to me, how often do we spend our lives doing those boring jobs? Quite a lot. <laughs> the things that we, just, that we just have to do, the things that have to be done. We live our lives as serving to God Everything we do is for his glory, and he wants to speak to us and spend time with us always. And that's even if it is while we wash the pots. He wants to be in an ongoing conversation with us. God is very present, and he wants us to know. He wants us to know that he cares about us. He wants us to cast all of our anxieties onto him, he cares about the small things too. What happens to us through prayer is we change. We change through the Holy Spirit. We become more secure in ourselves and in who God is. And we don't need to worry. And we can be bold and step out into what God has called us to do. So it's really important to spend like one-on-one -on -one time with God, isn't it? And to put time and effort into our relationship with him. So Chris has been away this week and the kids missed him a lot. So did I as well, but that's not relevant. Anyway, <laughs> Chris, has, um, when he came back, they wanted to be with him all the time. He took them to the park to spend some quality time with them. And when he came back from the park, he was looking forward to having a rest. He was tired. But the kids had other ideas. They still wanted to spend more time with him. They wanted more of his presence. Now, God spoke to me through this. The thing is, God does not grow tired of us. He doesn't ever need a break from us. He's always available for us to access him. Are we seeking after his presence like the kids were with Chris? Are we longing for more and more of him, for more time with him? That's a challenge for us, isn't it? There's lots of ways or practices we can put in place to make spending time with God a priority in our lives. And these look differently for us all. So we need to individually figure out what helps us do that. Is it going for a walk or listening to our favourite worship music or is it silence i know at the minute for me there's two songs that really help me and if you've like if you want to write them down you can so one of them is same god by elevation worship and the other is i will say by lou fellingham they're really great songs if you're looking for something to listen to or whatever that may be i would love it if this week we all could take time to soak in god's presence to read the word and really reflect on what God is saying and pray powerfully out of those things. Thank you.